Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crypto Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Henriquez, and welcome back, guys. It has been a while. So, guys, since we last spoke, a lot of stuff has happened. We're going to talk about two big stories today. Well, actually, three. We're going to talk about three big stories today. And thanks, guys, for staying with me. I know sometimes I can be inconsistent, but I do have a solution for that. So I know that with a lot of podcasts and shows and stuff like that, you know, people actually run on a schedule. So I decided to adopt that because it's not fair to me. It's not fair to you guys that I just release podcasts sporadically and it's unprofessional. Quite frankly, it's true. But um, that's the fact of the matter. It's unprofessional. So I decided I'm actually going to do a set schedule. Podcasts will be released every Tuesday and Friday evening. I'm excited about it, honestly, because now uh, I can look forward to Tuesdays and Fridays as the days that I get to enjoy making the podcast. And then the rest of the time I get to plan and kind of, you know, come up with uh, what I'm going to do. And also another announcement, guys, the podcast is looking for sponsors. So if you run a project that is legit and verifiable and let's just use the word valid (laughs) as in not a scam, I would uh, love to take you on as a sponsor. You know, uh, there's certain costs involved in producing a podcast or any kind of show, really. And, you know, having sponsors offset that. So if you have a great project that you would like to spot that you would like to have uh, sponsor the podcast, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon too. But if there's any interest in that, I'd like to hear about it in the comment section, guys. Let me know what you think about this. Any ideas? You know, this is our podcast. This is for everybody. So I would really like to have you guys input on that. Um, guys, go ahead and listen to the When Moon podcast. We have two episodes out. We're working on getting uh, some more interviews. And another thing, guys, real quick. Um, I'm not really going to do ICOs for a while unless I find some that are more legit because I found a bunch that were very legit at first and I knocked them out in like a storm, right? But now it's getting more difficult to find legit ones and I refuse to publicize ICOs unless I'm 100% sure they're legit. So until I can find three projects that are in the funding phase and stuff like that that are legit that are once again valid things like that i'm not pro i'm probably not going to do the ico spotlight until then um however um if those you know valuable and uh verifiable projects come along and they're not scams i will 100 percent 100 percent cover them so you guys are always welcome to send me an email at cryptoplugpodcast at gmail.com. You guys can comment down here if there's ICOs that you think are legit that you'd like me to look into. I hope you don't take it personally if I don't do it. Um, you know, it's just, you know, the matter of integrity of the show and for all the listeners and myself, you know. So guys, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that there is no blood in the streets. How often do you hear that? How often do you hear that? There is no blood in the streets. All right. It's the exact opposite. What's the opposite of blood in the streets? Like, is there a fray? It doesn't matter. Whatever. The markets are rallying, okay? We're entering a bull market. Maybe. But, you know, either way, uh, it's very encouraging to see Bitcoin above 6,500 again. Um, As we know, you know, Bitcoin fell below $6,000 twice last week. There was a lot of FUD about that. And uh, as the price keeps going up, there's going to be a lot of FOMO. So we'll see. You guys know that I love to say BTFD, so this may be a floor for it. It's certainly not the ceiling, so we'll see. We'll see 
what happens. Ethereum is trading at around 470. It's up about 6% over a 24-hour period uh, of press time. And so IOTA is up about 10% over 24 hours, trading at 113. EOS is trading at $8.69, about 9%. At one point yesterday, today, so today's the 3rd of June, right? At one point yesterday, EOS was up 16%. That's incredible. And uh, the market, the total market cap of all cryptos have gained around $45 billion since last week. Uh, last week's low was $232 billion. This week, as it stands right now, is about $269 billion. So that's encouraging. Um, you know, it's hard to keep it in perspective, guys, that uh, this is a revolutionary thing that we're doing. We're cryptocurrency and, and we have to keep it in perspective. It's easy to be enthusiastic and involved when the prices are high and when everybody's driving Lambos and, and uh, you know, we're hitting the moon and stuff like that. But it's incredibly difficult to keep that enthusiasm when the prices are dipping, when they're going down. But if you dig, if you sift through all the crap, there is so much good news in the space. So, you know, it makes sense that these rallies would come. Um, another thing related to the market, the second store we're going to talk about today is Coinbase custody. As you guys know, this cold storage system is basically expanding, you know, storage of crypto assets for institutions in both the U S and Europe. Um, they say before the end of the year, they're going to bring it to Asia as well. That's going to be huge. There's so much money in Asia. There's so many people in Asia. There's, you know, there's so many institutions in Asia that this is U S and Europe is, is barely is barely scraping the surface as far as what coinbase custody can do once they do bring the offering to asia we might see a complete change in the markets this does affect the market because you know the coinbase custody allows for more money to come in from traditional fund management like hedge funds and venture capital firms and stuff like that um it's kind of tailored towards that so this is big you know they they say they have these these huge features like support for more crypto assets, flexible access to funds, basically saying like they have the cold storage, they but also like you can still access uh, active wallets and do scheduled withdrawals with like you know, maximum flexibility. It's pretty cool, and they have crypto first features, which I think is a cool phrase. But um, they're basically saying that it's like they're really partnering with clients to bring features like proof like proof of stake and distributed governance to it. Um, I think it's exciting. I think that although I don't always agree with what Coinbase does, although I don't always think that they do things the right way as far as doing right by the crypto community, I do think that they are consistent in revolutionizing the market and, and the space. And they do um, consistently put out working products. That is something that you don't see too often because the only ones that you hear about are the big ones like Coinbase. But, uh, you know, the fledgling small startups and stuff like that, sometimes they just don't put out working projects and they're in development forever and ever and then they fizzle out, which we'll use as a segue to our third story. Over 1,000 crypto projects are dead. Dead. According to TechCrunch. So as of June 30th, more than a thousand crypto projects are already dead, according to TechCrunch. And basically, they're saying that a dead token exhibits at least one of these characteristics. Either they are abandoned, scammed, 
the website is dead. There are no no nodes. There are wallet issues. There are no social updates updates to the community. Uh, rather, uh, there's low volume, and you know this should be the most clear project. The developers that were so passionate about the project have walked away. That is a big red flag, and everybody knows that cryptocurrencies can't really die. But you know, for lack of better terms, you know when things like this happen, when they exhibit one of those characteristics, I mean, there's no better word to describe them than dead, and that's the truth. So <laughs> there are 245. I mean, according to Coinopsies, Coinopsies, like uh, <laughs> that's autopsy. That's great. Uh, there are four, 247 dead coins uh, as of now. Um, it includes BitConnect, obviously shut down in 20 in January because. It was a ridiculous Ponzi scheme. The fact that people fell for that, oh my God. Whatever, I'm not here to comment on that. Deadcoins has an 830 item list uh, of dead cryptocurrencies. So, you know, we'll see. Um, oh, look at this, look at this. Among the 830 item long list of dead cryptocurrencies is Titanium Blockchain Infrastructure Services, an ICO that was shut down by the SEC for fraudulent practices. Do you see why ICOs get a bad name? Do you see why you have to be so careful? Do you have to see why you have to, you have to really vet these projects and stuff like that? Um, everybody's moving away, whether, whether you're sane or, or crazy. Like John McAfee, even he is moving away from ICOs due to alleged threats from the SEC. But, uh, you know, he's kind of crazy. So maybe maybe I shouldn't use him as an example. <laughs> but, um, you know, everybody's moving away from ICOs because they're getting such a bad name. I think that ICOs are still a great way to raise funds. I think that the market has become oversaturated with shit coins and with shit ICOs. And I think that that affects the legitimacy of projects that are trying to raise money this way that actually have working products that have things that matter. Okay, so it's it's basically like one sour grape ruins the bunch. You know, um, you have, let's say you have 901 ICOs, right? And 900 of them are legit and great and amazing but one of them is fraudulent and is a scam ICO and is all this stuff, right? The only one that people are going to write stories about, the only one that's going to get reported on is the scam ICO, okay? The great companies doing what they're supposed to do and the things that they said they were going to do are not going to get coverage like the company that said they were going to do one thing and does something nefarious instead. It's just the way the world works. You uh, you hear more about crimes than you do about good deeds, and that's the f those, those are facts. So, guys, uh, thank you guys for being here. Those are the three big news. Uh, the market rallying, Coinbase custody, a thousand dead cryptos. So, guys, thank you guys for being here. And, you know, I I really appreciate you guys being here. If you wish to be a sponsor, go ahead and uh, let me know. And, you know, it's all good. Uh, real quick, guys, I want to let you guys know that I do have a thought of the day. And it is basically be, you should be iconoclastic. You shouldn't want to be like everybody else. It's okay to be like everybody else in certain respects, but you should be a unique person. Uh, Shonda Rhimes once said, you can waste your lives drawing lines or you can live your life crossing them. You know, the people that are successful are the ones that are willing to do the things that others won't. The things that other people are like, oh, that's crazy. Those are the people that make it because nobody tells uh, their success story about, about how they walked down to the store and got a 
jug of milk or anything, you know, anything regular. It's always some crazy event that happened and how they powered through it and all that stuff, you know. So, you know, maybe occasionally step out of your comfort zone. Do something. Cross a line, you know. Don't don't be so willing to stay in a box that people put you in, okay? And I'm not saying it's going to guarantee success, but, you know, people are more, gra- they gravitate towards people that do things in a different way than the rest because it is interesting to see something that is outside of the norm. So, guys, I wish you guys all the luck. I love you guys. And I'll see you guys in three days on Friday. That is the 6th of June. Uh, the schedule thing is kind of nice, guys. But anyway, guys, thanks for being here with me. And remember, stay plugged in.